Whoa, stop. If you guys clicked on this video by accident, just know that it is a spoiler review. So Movie Files and I, for the next hour and a half, we're going to talk all spoilers and everything related to what we saw in Endgame. So if you click this on accident, please go back, hit this card up above, or click the video in the description below for my non-spoiler review. But you have been warned, guys. Spoilers up ahead. So without further ado, Avengers Endgame spoiler talk. Let's go. All right, what's going on, Flix Talkers? We're back with another huge podcast, this time for Avengers Endgame. So we waited a year. You know, Affinity War, I did check it out. Uh, my girlfriend and I, last week, about a week ago, uh, prior to watching Endgame on Thursday night, April 25th. Uh, did you catch it that, that same night? But Before I ask you, hold on. Before I yeah. ask you. Yeah. This is Elliot from Movie Files. If you guys don't remember, he was with us uh, about a month ago for the Us Spoilers, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, that, that yep. was a big one too. We actually got a good response of people that really liked it, and they actually watched the whole thing. And and yeah. it's cool. It's very rare because not a lot of people, you know. I like to watch podcast in its entirety. Yeah, and, same here, man. Yeah, yeah. Same. yeah. So sometimes the attention span is a little, you know, shorter for some people. But mm-hmm. anyways, we got you back, man. Your your database of of MCU is is ready and locked and loaded. Locked and loaded, man. Got my hammer ready. Where'd you get that? What is that? Yeah, I bought this. So um I bought this like way back when I want to say when the first Thor came out, because actually my my dog's name is Thor, so you can tell oh, nice. who probably one of my favorite Avengers is Thor. So uh yeah. yeah, we bought it like six years ago and yeah, just leave it around the house and every time I gotta lay down the the law, I bring out the hammer. Oh, nice, so, yeah. nice man. Stormbreaker. So yes, it's like and before we get into all that, I mean just a side note, Thor has a huge, you know. Literally a huge part Literally, of this movie. Yes. He, so. His character grows in not only uh, character moments, but also in mass. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But before yeah. we jump into this, make sure you guys are subscribing to each one of our channels. We each already did a, a spoiler-free, uh, non-spoiler uh, review for Endgame. So you guys can – I'm going to leave, you know, Elliot's uh, spoiler-free review below as well. And you can check out mine on the channel. So – and if you guys look above, you guys can check out all of our social medias. And – oop, which way am I going? This way right here. You can see all of Elliot's social medias at Movie Files and Movie Files Live on Twitter. So that being said – Endgame, it was a three-hour movie with what was like seven minutes of credits, right? Yeah, a little under three hours as far as uh, footage of the movie, yep. Yeah, and, and I was someone that I, I like to jump online <laughs> just to check out, is there a post-credit scene? I don't know if you do the exact same thing on Google. Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw a bunch of articles when, when they had the press screening last week that some people were saying that there isn't one, which wasn't necessarily a spoiler for me because it's been speculated they were gonna they were gonna probably not do one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was, uh, I mean, I was fine with. It. I was glad of what we got though, which we'll probably talk about. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So so uh, just a heads up, guys. There's no, you know, I mean, you guys have seen it. Uh, but some people were leaving right away because they knew that there was no spoiler. And then yeah. uh, somebody like me, I ran to the restroom because I knew there wasn't going to be a spoiler. Yeah, but, yeah, I, yeah. but I did run back because I heard there was that hidden noise. So, I mean, we can get into it right away if you want. There sure. was yeah. there was a sound, you know. So, yep. th- so before we get <laughs> to the sound, this is the first time in, in MCU history with no post-credit scene, correct? 
I believe so, yeah, because all the way from the first Iron Man, yeah, we had the uh, uh, Nick Fury, and from there on, yeah, there's always been a post-credit scene. Now, there's been a a difference of, like, I know Guardians 2 had, like, five post-credit scenes, and there's been Avengers Infinity War had one, so there's been a variance of, like, the numbers of post-credit, but yeah, this did not have one at all, which was uh, was fine by me, because, again, we got so much in this film that I was okay with, uh, you know, not opening the door to Pandora's box, so what's to come in Phase 4? Yeah, so instead of a post-credit scene or a couple post-credit scenes, we got a sound. Now, did you get what the sound was right off the bat? So when I heard it, I was thinking that, okay, we're going to cut to something. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because, again, even though I know people were saying that it wasn't one, I was, like, maybe thinking people were trying to, like, I don't know, trick us or just, you know, kind of keep the wool over our eyes. So I was thinking that it was going to be either, you know, Morgan Stark building her own Iron Man suit or if it was – Mm-hmm. Uh, someone behind me, I can't think of uh, Peter Dinklage's character, um, the dwarf in uh, Infinity uh, War. I don't know if it was him building something, another oh, gauntlet or something. But then, you know, after that, it's kind of made sense that it was just an homage to Iron Man, you know, from 2008, right. him building his uh, his Iron Man suit in that cave. So I think it was just, again, just kind of a, a nat in, uh, or a, a nod of the, of the hat to Iron Man's character. Yeah. Yeah. I automatically, automatically thought of Thor's hammer as well, but yeah. I, I kind of verbalized that. <laughs> Because I tend to do that. I go, oh, it's Thor's hammer. And somebody that was a super nerd sitting right next to me, they go, no, that's the exact soundbite from Iron Man when he's building his suit in the first movie. So I'm like, whoa, okay. This guy must have really went back and watched all the movies before this one. (laughs) can hear sound bites, right? He can mm -hmm. can decipher sound bites. (laughs) Yeah, he locked it in his database too. So so I think think you may be correct in the fact that maybe we jump ahead – where we get a uh, younger uh, – what was the daughter's name again? You, you Her name was uh, Morgan, yeah. Morgan, Morgan uh, Stark. Morgan Stark. So we <laughs> might jump ahead into maybe like a teenager, you know, where they're building a suit for her. Because I can't imagine a young – like a toddler Iron Man at five years old or whatever. <laughs> hey, you know? hey, hey, I, I wouldn't pull it past Disney. They're all about the products, right? We have right. baby Iron Man toys. That, that would be a huge uh, toy seller. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, and that was something that totally, like, I hadn't seen Iron Man in about a decade, man. Yeah, so, yeah. Since it uh, came out. So that totally slipped my mind. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping it's that or I'm hoping it's the evolution of maybe Pepper, Pepper Potts's, uh, you know, suit that we get to see. Or, yes. or maybe, maybe, or maybe it's her making the suit for somebody else, you know, or or, or something like that. Yes, yeah. I mean another thing too. A uh, theory, I mean, you know, Iron Man obviously had, and, and you know, uh, the ending when he left his little video message towards his daughter and the the, the Avengers. Yeah. Maybe hits him, you know, maybe another video showing her how to build the suit. I, I mean, the, the the floodgates can be open, and there's so many possibilities. But I, again, if it is just a, a simple nod to Iron Man's character that obviously we'll probably get to it. I mean, that was the big death in the film uh, other than the Black Widow, but yeah. you know, again, it's just paying homage to, to Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr. He started it all, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, it's only proper that they ended it the way they did, so. Yeah, I definitely want to believe that he recorded more than just two video messages, especially if he thought he was going to die Yeah, in this film. Right. It's like, there would be yeah. a whole like di- like collection of these Tony Stark videos of just him act randomness, you know? Right. That would make sense for his character. Because I know <laughs> some people were speculating that, hey, maybe he's the next Jarvis. Maybe he's mm. to keep his legacy in the MCU, that he's the the voice in, in, in the next Iron Person suit or uh, uh, Spider-Man suit or something like that. So, I mean, 
with with Marvel, I would never leave it, uh, you know, out of the possibility that we're going to maybe see him somewhere down the road, uh, you know, one of these phases. Speaking of Jarvis, I mean, you caught him in that flashback where not even a flashback, but when they back went back in time in this was it the late sixties or early seventies? Seventies, yeah, I think it was the early seventies when yeah. uh, Hank Pym was building his uh, Ant Man suit, and then we mm. get that one. I mean, I love that scene with Tony Stark and his dad, mm-hmm. uh, Howard Stark, just kind of the. The, the father-son moment and the you know him telling his dad that he had you know in a subtle way that hey you have a grand a granddaughter he can't obviously say that because he blew his cover but yeah that was such a great scene. yeah yeah that was an amazing scene but yeah i mean let's just start directly from the beginning so um yeah. we get kind yeah. of our uh kind of like unseen scene from infinity war where i mean we do get to see the disappearance of of hawkeye's family and um you know right away when he turns around and you see those you know the little fluttering of the leaf particles they look like leaves to me but just like kind of like the particles (laughs) floating away uh the whole audience was like (gasps) i mean even though you knew it was coming the whole audience was like okay i know and there's so many times in this movie where that like you just said i knew certain things was going to come but it still kind of was just shocking you know seeing that so yeah that was definitely yeah it was almost like like uh you can call it a predictable movie but not at the same time it's not very predictable You know, so that was that was awesome through and through. So uh, what I was always wondering from this and maybe it's, you know, um, even explained a little more mm-hmm. is that Hawkeye goes um, on to pretty much like a murderous rampage. And there's not really a huge explanation other than he's kind of envious of the people that were left behind. Uh, I, I mean, that's what I got from it. I mean, Scarlet Witch was kind of like um, – you know, it's you know, it's not your fault. You know, the, yeah. the, it's not their fault. You're killing pretty much. You're killing innocent people, and he held the grudge of those that. But it, it did look like he was kind of going after like uh, uh, almost like a Punisher type of thing. Yeah, that's taking a, out that's like exa- Yakuza yeah. or, or whoever Yakuza, these guys yeah. were. Yeah, that's exactly how I took it because there's two lines. So you have the uh, you know Black Widow being like the leader commander type of thing, where mm-hmm. Okoye and everyone was checking in with her, and then that conversation she has with Rhodey, where he's like, hey. You know, I don't even want to find, uh, you know, uh, Clint at this point because he's killing. I think he said something on the lines of he killed like a bunch of cartel members. Yeah. So I think he's just on, like you said, he's like a punisher. Oh, yeah, he was down in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's right. down in Mexico, killed some cartel members, and the body that he left was just a horrible scene. So I think he's avenging people still. Hmm. I mean, he's still a good guy, but he's murdering people in cold blood. So, yeah. I mean, he's uh, he went down that dark path, which I love because Jeremy Renner, you know, I mean, I, I'm a fan of his work. So I'm glad that they kind of gave him some dude that he's been, you know, given over these last, uh, you know, three or four Avenger films that he's uh, been in the, in the movies. Oh, yeah. It was definitely awesome to see that. And now, yeah. was, his, was Hawkeye's name changed after he got that whole ca- uh, haircut and look? Well, I know that the persona is Ronan, Ronan from the right? comics. Okay. Yeah, the, and I don't think I don't know if they've ever referred him to just like in, I don't think they've ever called Captain Marvel Captain Marvel in her own movies. I think there right. was just like a, you know, we can see the credits Hawkeye slash Ronan, but I don't think they ever referred to him as the Ronan persona. That yeah, might be just, something that they you know give him that name in his TV show maybe on the Disney Plus show. But, yeah, 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 I'm sure it develops into something more. I mean, yeah, I, I, and I did notice definitely in this one they didn't focus too much on on some of the characters. 
the newer characters. Um, and that was something yeah. that I was a little disappointed on. I mean, when we yep. saw Black Panther initially, I was like, yes, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get to see much more of him after that. <laughs> You know, other than him running with a gauntlet like it was a football, oh, yeah, you know like what a I mean? football, so. right? Yeah, like hot potato. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean that was in my notes. Is you know, and, and I'm the more I'm thinking about this film, I, I know I gave it like a four point out of five, but the more and more I'm thinking about it, I'm going to see it pretty soon again. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were like minor things, you know. I mean, that's yeah. the inevitable with this big film and so many characters that someone's going to get shortchanged. Yep. And I totally agree with you. Not only Black Panther, but uh, I'm a fan of Captain Marvel. I know some she's getting a lot of like you know negative feedback about her off screen comments that she made or whatever. But yeah. I. Th- thought that you know it was I don't want to say a cop out but the way that they kept kind of like putting her off she's doing her space missions she's not on earth which makes sense because again she's a cosmic character and she needs to be in space but I thought that um, I was looking for more from Captain Marvel and Black Panther and a couple other uh, favorite characters it's funny that you say that because I was actually uh, talking on on Facebook Messenger with my yep. cousin who who's a cinephile as well and mm-hmm. he likes to kind of break down and that's the, that's one of the biggest things he said too why was there not too much he goes he goes he goes first of all I don't really like Captain Marvel too much but where the hell was she at and I was like dude right. she even said it there's thousands of planets got, yeah. out there in the galaxy she, you got to yeah. police them all you know she's policing yeah. them all um but I can understand why people don't like her especially she has that kind of chip on her shoulder attitude yeah. um throughout and it's actually funny I don't know if you saw I posted on my Twitter maybe two or three days ago where on YouTube, a body language expert analyzed that whole clip of her, her Chris Hemsworth and and, uh, Don Cheadle. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. And they really (laughs) broke down and the woman was not forgiving with, with Brie Larson. (laughs) I'll just say that, you know, and she, and she made it um, very apparent that Brie Larson kind of wanted to go into this MCU world and, wanted to establish mm-hmm. dominance um just in all of her all of her mannerisms apparently this is based off this woman not my opinion right, but right, this right. Is based, you know, yeah yeah um that she instead of being the more humble one she mm-hmm. she kind of almost brought that ca- um that uh Carol Denver's uh Danvers uh, persona, persona off yeah, screen yeah. you know so sure. yeah i mean I maybe she's uh, she's the Daniel Day-Lewis of her uh of her category <laughs> where she's you know, embodying this character so much as bleeding into her real life. I mean, personally, Possibly. again, we're, we're, we're sticking to this review, but I, I like Brie Larson. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been following her career since, you know, what was it? Uh, 21 Jump Street and, and 12 Short Term and all that and seeing yeah. her progression into, you know, directing movies. So I, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of her, but I can totally see how she can rub people kind of the wrong way. But regardless yeah. if we like her or not, I honestly think Captain Marvel is going to be the the leader moving forward. Oh, for honestly. sure. Most yeah, definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. I mean, yeah. we can't overlook any of that, you know? Yeah. So, um, and that's another, that's another, I mean, I did check out that, um, that Chadwick Boseman, uh, trailer yesterday, the 21 bridges. And I totally, yeah, I saw your reaction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah awesome. Totally fudged it saying that this was like his solo thing. Totally forgot about the Jackie Robinson movie. Totally forgot <laughs> about the James Brown movie. James and Brown. I'm, and, and yeah. I'm, re- I'm really bad with not checking out the, uh, and those were major releases too. And I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, <sighs> I was really bad a couple of years ago, man. I was like, this movie looks okay. I'm just going to pass on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of buy myself in the ass because I, I don't want I don't want the comment section to be like, what kind of movie cinephile are you? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're really bad. And I know Brie Larson has an arsenal of a, cu- of a couple of, yeah. you know, the uh, a Room and um, mm-hmm. the one that you just caught too. What was it? Unicorn something? Yeah, Unicorn Store, her first uh, yeah. d- uh, d- directorial debut, which uh, was a little okay. lukewarm in the reviews, but I, I enjoyed it for what it was. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I know they're doing a lot of movies, and they might not be the main stars. They might be just you know co-hosting or whatever. Co-star, 
Yeah, so so. Um, another one of my uh, uh, notes that I wrote down was uh, right away, Captain Marvel saves Tony. And I was thinking of that plot hole. How did she know where Tony was? I mean, she would have had to make contact. I yeah. mean, what is she doing? Just passing through the galaxy and she, te- so, she sees Tony just chilling right there or what? I, so, again, I've been – this is this movie has been on my mind for the last 72 hours since I've seen it. So, I, I'm, I'm trying to fill in the blanks myself. So, I'm thinking, number one, uh, so Captain Marvel, the end credit scene, we see – that scene was in an Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. uh, when we see her come and, and Black Widow's like, find out who's on the other end of that pager and boom, we get Captain Marvel. We didn't get that scene. So, I am to assume that, you know, obviously they talk to Captain Marvel, hey, we got two of our – you know, we got Nebula and Tony. They're lost somewhere in space. Rocket might have had a something on the ship that can detect where Nebula is, and she was able to find them. I, that's one reasoning. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I, I, it's I don't know. It's a, it's a plot so hole. You're, that you're putting together yeah. the side story. I'm in trying your head. to. I'm trying to think. <laughs> like maybe Rocket knew where they were at. Maybe yeah. Tony sent some distress signal that they didn't show in the montage when he was, you know, when him and Nebula was in space for three weeks, but yeah. a minor, you know, a minor thing, but definitely a plot hole. It was just like, kind of like, uh, you know, Captain Marvel saves them out of, out of pure luck, which if we talk about pure luck, you know, the rat opening up the quantum realm for Scott Lang. I mean, it, things just <laughs> How happen, ridiculous right? was that? How ridiculous Some was that? things just honest. happen sometimes. Rats turned, the rat saved the world, right? The rat was, Pretty much. was saved everything, honestly. So yeah, exactly. things happen. That's a comic for you, right? Things just sometimes happen. From what I remember in um, uh, um, Captain Marvel post credit scene, uh, yeah. when they showed the pager, weren't they trying to get it to work? They couldn't. They couldn't. Uh, well, they were. Right? So if I remember the scene right, so they had it connected to the whatever machine. Captain mm-hmm. America tells Bruce Banner, you know, that I thought we were trying to find a signal and it stopped. So they was like, go ahead and reboot it. So mm-hmm. I'd assume when it cut off that the transmission went to Captain Marvel and, and she appeared, you know, she got the message and she was there. That, because that's what I automatically thought, too, that somehow they got it working and they they contacted her to get to, to somehow find Tony, find his coordinates yeah. out there. But then as the movie progressed and I saw that Captain Marvel wasn't there, especially in the beginning, pretty much when Thanos came through and um, the quantum realm and yeah. started wreaking havoc with the bombs everywhere. Yeah. Um, why wouldn't I mean. I guess I'm kind of answering my own question. I mean, once things get blown up, I mean, everything was kind of thrown everywhere, right? Yeah. So it's like, why wasn't she contacted almost immediately or somehow she should have been notified? You know what I'm saying? To be like, okay, Thanos is here. Get your ass back here. So, and again, I think uh, watching this movie a second and third and fourth time in the next few weeks, I think that they said a line where – Captain, when, you know, again, that scene where we have uh, Black Widow talking to the, all the different Avengers and their different coordinates and whatnot, mm-hmm. I believe Captain Marvel says something about, like, you you won't be able to reach me for a while because, again, like you had mentioned, that she's yeah. going to be off doing her mission. So I assume, I don't know if they gave her another pager. It was like, hey, when we need you, respond to this. And, again, it's just yeah. one of those things where we might it might be a deleted scene, you know, when the Blu-ray comes out that they reached out to her or it's just a, one of those badass superhero moments where she comes in and saves the day and destroys yeah. Thanos' ship at the right time. So, And I'm, just, uh, which, I'm, yeah. I'm just putting that scenario in my head too that she can yeah. just instantly show up at planet to planet not even thinking that she has to actually travel through these, you know, space. And, yeah, the and, space holes and all that yeah, stuff. It, yeah. that, that's, just, that's just me being nitpicky once again. And yeah. I mean, even yeah. though she did show up like to, to, to blow up through the ships and stuff like that, yeah. you know, it was awesome seeing... Uh, uh, cause automatically, uh, uh, Captain Marvel, she's a savior. Yeah. So her not yeah. being there, you have to watch all these other, uh, MCU yeah. members, uh, step it up. 
Yeah, I mean, it was, it's the original six. You know, that's the that was the pitch for the yeah. for the movie was we get the original six and they did a good job of closing out their chapters. And yes, we got Ant Man and we had Rocket mm-hmm. a part of the group, but I think that the film really, really wanted to focus on the the OG Avengers, which mm-hmm. I think they did a good job at. And I think another thing that was brought up too was, and I, I think I read this or saw an article or video, but Brie Larson said her first time playing Captain Marvel wasn't in her own movie; it was actually the Avengers Endgame. So that's I right. think. Yeah. The Russo brothers didn't want to let, you know, wanted to let her have her solo movie and not use all of her powers because they didn't film her movie yet. So I think it was just logistically speaking, you know, yes, they knew she was going to have her movie, but they also were shooting that movie before her movie. So maybe they just, you know, they wanted to kind of leave her all her special powers to her film and really, again, focus on the original Avengers. Yeah. So they did kind of mess with her chronological timeline, I guess, for, for yeah. her, for her filming right. Endgame first. And I mean, yep. we, we knew it was going to be such a huge production. So I'm, I'm sure oh, yeah. getting everybody on board, because I mean, let's I just jump to some nightmare. of the, let's just yeah. jump to some of these side cameos we got. We got Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Thor's mother. I forget the actress's name. Uh, um, yes, I, I, I'm going to think of it. If, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of her name right now. Uh, she's such a great actress. Yeah. Um, who else did we get? We got, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. We got, uh, Tintus Winton. yeah. She, had a, one. Yep. she had a huge scene with, uh, with Bruce Banner. And a great scene too. I love that scene, that moment of, uh, kind of explaining the, the time traveling rules which we get a lot of those you know and i think we'll talk about this later but that was another one of my i guess minor things i'm trying to fill in the blanks Mm -hmm. the rules of time travel obviously we have back to the future and we have all these movies that deal with time and they named so many movies too that was a funny yeah right i love that moment but i think at the end of the day i just have to accept the rules of time travel because Mm -hmm. we're not only dealing with time travel in the vineyards but we're also dealing with the the quantum realm so it's just like they're intertwining these two, you know, scientific things that, uh, you know, they just kind of made their own rules to it. Yeah. And not only that, I mean, uh, you know, screwing up the timeline. You, I mean, you could possibly if you if you're going by like movies like I don't know if you've seen the butterfly effect, but something oh, yeah. is one of my some, favorites. Yeah. yeah. Something as small as stepping on a bug or a, or a or a small creature could alter time significantly. Yeah. Um, not even taking into consideration when you come back through the quantum realm, your body could be it's like going through a black hole. You know, pretty much (laughs) theoretically. So, I mean, you could even you can come back like either a different person. You can come back. I forget what movie it was. It might have been Guardians where uh, no, it might have been I forget what movie, but where Mm -hmm. they're kind of experimenting with time travel. And there was like uh, they come back with like an extra limb or they come back with like, you know, missing a leg or something like that. Well, I think if I remember right, so I think another another explanation for their time traveling experience, I think, was that scene with the Hulk in the ancient mm-hmm. one where they kind of explain uh, that, and then also this is just comic book related. The the quantum realm deals with multiple dimensions and multiple timelines. So I mm-hmm. think their to their answer to the butterfly effect is yes. Um, you might take a time stone out of that time, you know, out of that timeline, but mm. the the timeline will just be altered in that timeline. It won't affect their present moment, but it will affect the timeline that was going on during that stream of time. If I'm if I'm saying that correctly, so I yeah. think that was their reasoning to kind of explain. Okay, if I affect something here. It won't affect this present time, but it will just affect whatever that timeline was that you took, whatever, you know, you messed up, uh, right. uh, you know, something. So, again, I, I, it's going to probably be explained a lot better when I see it a second yeah. or a third time. Plus, I think I think talking about, you know, quantum physics to a <laughs> yeah. to the general population is going to go <laughs> right, right over people's heads. So, yeah. I, so I'm exactly. sure they had to kind of d- not explain too much about it. Yeah. 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 So, um, 
So another note that I wrote down. I mean, do you want to jump in with some notes? By the way, I don't want to take this whole thing over. Yeah, no, 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 just... no you're fine, man. I think uh, we touched. You know, we touched on the beginning where we get the Hawkeye moment, which was mm. such a great moment because again, it just put us right back in that emotional state, right, where we just oh, yeah. lost all of our, the half of the universe, and now we're losing more people. And then we opened the movie with Tony, and then we talked about Captain America saving. But I loved how within the first 15 minutes, the Avengers kill Thanos. Can we talk about Dude, Thor everything. cutting his arm off and chopping his head off? Everything What happened. a great scene. Yeah, I yeah. love that moment. Yeah, for, for a second, I was um, I, I turned over to my girlfriend. I was like, what yeah. is happening right now? What is what, going on, right? Like, what, what, <laughs> like this cannot be – is, is he using a reality stone or what's going exactly. on? Like is he not there? Thinking- but I, I, I mean, we saw as he was walking through his garden or whatever it was, um, yeah. you, you saw that limp. He was injured. So I'm thinking, yep. OK, I totally forgot that when he had used the snap, he had destroyed pretty much, you know, half his body, the external. Yeah. I mean, and obviously it had messed up some of his joints. Probably, you know, it looked like he had yep. a limp. Yep. So um, when we fi- when I finally realized that I was like, OK. He's weaker right now. Um, so this is, this is obviously possible. They found out he was unarmed, uh, which it looked like. I mean, you would think even being Thanos, uh, you, you got to have your surroundings covered, right? Yeah. He, he, mean, t- think, he totally thought he was free after this. <laughs> well, honestly, I think, and again, this goes back to, you know, when we look back at what the Russo brothers did, number one, I think that they're, they probably have the best superhero record. Of all time, they're four for four in my eyes with uh, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, and now this. Yeah. So I think this is just another callback to their last film, where you know Infinity War. At the end of the day, it was Thanos' movie. Yeah. He had a goal, he accomplished his goal, and now he's 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 want to rest. He doesn't want to deal with any more fighting. And and if someone comes to kill him, I mean, I think as the movie kind of you know he kind of gave up. Honestly, he was just kind yeah. of a, a he he accomplished his goal. So I think when they got him at the end, he just. He, he, he's inevitable, as he said, you know, before Thor cut off his head, uh, which yeah. is just so awesome. <laughs> that, was, that was great. He's like, this time I'm not going to miss, you know, this time right. I'm going to miss. <laughs> which is so, to me, is so meta because the for the whole, this last year, all the memes, why didn't Thor cut off his head? Why didn't Thor, you know, why did, Do- you know, the, the explainer videos, why didn't uh, Doctor Strange use one of his, you know, powers to just grab the, the stone out of his hand? So I love how the Russos answered that in a meta way or just they cut off his arm oh so you guys want us to cut off his arm we do that and we don't want us to shut off chop his head off they do that but obviously it was inevitable you know and and that's exactly yeah that's exactly right after the the last movie um i was already putting together in my head how would the next epic um scene you know go you know where like which avengers would be in play what would they be doing Mm -hmm. but that was the first thing i thought of they someone needs to take his arm not don't pull it this time. You got to detach right. the arm. You're going to have to detach yeah. the arm, and then some. You know, deal with the stones later. Yep. You know what yep. I mean. So, uh, and we got that in the whole football gauntlet moment where they're running with the, <laughs> which was odd. Awesome. Like when I was watching this, especially when we saw Spider Man, uh, Mister Tom Holland, just kind of yeah. flying through everywhere, and everybody's kind of chasing after him. Yeah, this is like a video, like a Minecraft video. I'm sorry, not Minecraft. Uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah, like you know where there's millions of characters everywhere. Mm-hmm. The, the CGI must have been crazy extensive on this thing. Oh yeah, without a doubt, man. I it mean must that forever. That battle is literally probably the greatest thing I've seen as far as cinematic, you know, epic conclusions to a third yeah. act. It was just so filled with just so I, I literally i mean we can get to it, the emotional moments not only did i i i, I cried i literally oh, cried I, not, I mean i cried during the emotional moments but i literally cried because i was just so 
joyful about what I was seeing on the screen. So, I mean, that third act, I, I mean, literally, we can talk about Cap getting, you know, Mirnar and, and, and using, I mean, it was just, it was epic, man. It was literally epic. Well, before we get to that main battle, yeah. let's talk about, and I always, I, I even looked it up. I totally forgot the planet with the soul stone on it. Do you remember what that's called? Uh, Vermeer. Vormir. 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 Okay. Yeah. So that whole exchange with Hawkeye and Black Widow. Yes. So so would you so what did you think of that scene? I thought it was a very very emotional scene. It, it didn't tug on my 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 heartstrings like it did when Gamora was in her place. Right. Um but the fact that they were fighting pretty much to sacrifice their life I thought was great. Um when you know he jumps over, she catches him. I thought somehow yeah. she was going to try to outsmart him and I'm like this is not going to happen. You're not going to outsmart uh, Red Skull and the Soul Stone. You're not yeah. going to do it. Um but I thought it was I thought it could have been done a little more impactful. They could have had some dramatic music come in when and had him scream or some kind of no, you know, type of moment, you know, Darth Vader, no type of thing going on. Right. But it was, but it served its purpose. They showed her at yeah. the bottom, you know, uh, on the concrete. Yeah. And um, automatically my mind after that, me personally, I was like, okay, Black Widow is now going to become an origin story. As far as right. her solo movie has to, right. I don't know if that information has been released, but I mean, that's just me personally yeah, just, just thinking that has to. Be. Yeah. I mean, I, I think so. And, and to answer, you know, your initial question as far as the scene. So at first I had, you know, my, my feelings about it, like, Oh yeah. I, I think that Thanos and Gamora moment was a little bit well better constructed in this one. But then I mm-hmm. kind of thought back on it. So number one, I don't know how, what your mindset was, but I didn't even put two and two together that, when whoever goes to Vermeer is going to die. I, I didn't even think about I was just so involved in the story that I didn't even and, think and about I, that these and people I was were going to die. And, and I'm surprised that Nebula did not tell them that before they went through the quantum realm. I, 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 yes, <laughs> I, and that's, and that's, I guess, a, a great moment. Maybe she just thought that no one was go, was willing to do that or they were the mm-hmm. Avengers and they could figure it out. But that didn't even hit me. But then the actual scene, so yes, it was kind of like, I don't want to say it was funny at moments and, and they said sorry like, I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off and then they, oh, send, probably, yeah. they, they send they send the marvel heroes that have no powers to, have, to, <laughs> to this planet to sacrifice well don't get me started on like uh, the mcu like how space works I, I guess you can just travel a planet to planet without losing off oxygen but um know, right? so yes yeah, so yeah they send the the, the weakest avengers uh per se <laughs> to uh, uh, deal with Red Skull and, and, and get in the stone. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the scene, I think at the end of the day, it really kind of, when you think about it, 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 it's kind of a, again, going back to paying a nod to the OGs. You know, Black Widow, if we go back to, you know, her character in Iron Man 2, kind of, a, you know, she's a, a spy and she really doesn't have any allegiance to any of the Avengers minus S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Then we see her character evolve and Winter Soldier. And now she's feeling comfortable with Captain America and growing to become an Avenger. And obviously we get her moments in Age of Ultron. So I think that the scene played out really great for me. The more and more I thought about it. And then Jeremy Renner with his whole family is kind of a paying back to him, you know, being a family man and redeeming himself. So I think it was just, and it was, I think personally it was acting wise. I thought they, they played it really well. Again, yes, it would have been a little bit more dramatic to see Jeremy Renner uh, uh, respond to a little bit differently, but I think it was just, uh, when I rewatch it for a second time, I think it's going to hit me a little bit more as far as yeah. uh, you know how they you know killed off Black Widow. 
And at first, I thought I really thought that Jeremy Renner's character was going to be the one to sacrifice just because just for the fact that he's lost it all already. Right. Right. So um, I think we all kind of thought that. So the yeah. the, the complete switch was really good mm-hmm. because they threw us off of our our predictions. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's great. Um, yeah. So I'm not really in any kind of order here. So, no, you're I mean, we, yeah. could, we could talk about whatever, but uh, one thing I did uh, put down that was an awesome moment was Captain America is worthy and able to use Thor's hammer. So, yes, such a great call back to Age of Ultron, right? Yeah. Where they have the little dinner party and Cap has it. a little, yeah, and it like nudges a little bit and Thor has that moment. What, uh, that, so that was going back to another emotional moment. I was so excited when I saw that moment because it was just, Again, for all I think going back to this movie, this was such a well done movie from the Russo brothers because again they could have I think it, it attracts to both audiences that the people that may have seen four or five uh, you know Marvel films I think they can still enjoy this film. But then for those like me and you that have seen all twenty one films, the mm-hmm. the the callbacks, the homages, the tip of the hat to the older movie. So that going back to Age of Ultron and just showing how. Uh, worthy cap is at that moment mm-hmm. was just so badass i love that moment and i'm not gonna lie i totally forgot about that moment in age of ultron just uh, that, uh-huh. that, that slight second where it did move and and yeah. Thor, thor's reaction like wait a minute what yeah <laughs> you know i did i did forget about that but right when it happened uh yeah. and it's and i'm not i don't know if if it, uh, if this you got this experience too but i was the only one kind of I had a Wakanda sweater on. I had my Marvel hat on. Uh, no one in my my theater was dressed up in any way. Uh, when Avengers came on the screen and said Endgame, no one cheered. Like everybody was dead, like a dead fish. It was really bad. But when that scene happened, everybody cheered. Oh yeah, that's, like, everybody that's went a, crazy. That's a crowd, that's a crowd pleasing moment yeah. uh, without a, without a doubt. And, that, and for my theater experience, it was actually the complete opposite. My theater was like literally. I think I was in a theater with all Marvel like. The, the geek culture was there. That's awesome. Every single moment, they clapped literally when the movie came on. Uh, it, it was just, it was it was one of the best experiences uh, as far as going to the movie theater for me. It was just so fun. And that adds all to the whole movie theater experience for sure. Yeah. I think is being around all that good energy. You know, seeing it on mm-hmm. the on the big screen. My whole thing, not so much just seeing it in crystal clear. You know, IMAX sometimes. But is yeah. the sound. I need that full immersive sound where I can feel that. That, And yeah. I mean, we get that, of course. Marvel has the best scores, um, uh, composers in the game, hands, hands down. down. It, hands it's, down, yeah. And, and it never stops. Even with the subtleness in the background, it, yeah. it, it always sets the emotion. I, I love that. Absolutely. There, there's never been a, a Marvel movie where I can say that I, I think the score has been been even below average. Right. No, I, I totally agree with you. It's definitely been, it's definitely been up there. So, so what did you think about? So I guess what did you think ahead. about? Uh, so like, I guess the the what, what Captain or uh, Ant Man calls it the uh, the time heist uh, yeah. when we the team split up. What did you think about uh, Cap, Iron Man, Thor, or not Thor, but Hulk going to New York? What did you think about that whole going back, with, going uh, back to Captain the America? Yeah, Hell Hydra, Captain America, and Hell Hydra moment. Extremely funny, extremely yeah. funny, and that was one of the uh, <clears throat> the funnier scenes that I did appreciate. I thought. Yeah. I thought some of it was slipped in there and the and the jokes didn't land or it was just a little too much for an end game and it definitely yeah. felt more of like a Thor Ragnarok and most of most of those funny scenes came from Thor. Yeah. You yeah. know where yeah. where we get to see the new um I forget his planet. What's his planet called? 
uh thor's yeah. a- asgardian the As- uh, asgard yeah it was called new asgard yeah <laughs> right yeah, yeah. So, on earth yeah yeah so we get a lot of funny scenes there where he's of course yeah. eating the pizza and drinking all the beer <laughs> and stuff like that um, big lebowski right yeah lebowski. he was definitely lebowski out and yeah. that was hilarious uh, through and through but um i felt like it was a little too much the, the hail hydra was perfect um yeah. because we get our callbacks once again we get all of our callbacks <laughs> for the ultimate fans that have Seeing these movies and and people that are going back, you know, and watching these, um, I thought it was great. Yep. Uh, I didn't know at first. I didn't know what was going to happen from that scene, especially mm-hmm. uh, like afterwards when we got Cap versus Cap. I thought that was great. Such an awesome scene. That and what was, do you that say? Was an awesome scene. I do America's ass. Right. Oh exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was another funny one too. We got yeah. Ant said the joke started where Captain, where uh, Iron Man sees his older suit and says that the suit doesn't do his ass enough justice. Uh-huh. And then we see Iron or Captain America fighting himself, and then he kind of you know looks at the ass and say, you know what, I do have a great ass. So yeah, that was just such Ant, a, a great. Ant Man's on the shoulder of Iron Man. And he go, he goes, that's America's ass or something like oh, yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, Paul Rudd is definitely underutilized all the time. I mean, I think uh, for this movie they gave mm-hmm. him the right amount of sh- shine he had a huge yeah. integral part of course with the quantum realm and, and whatnot but okay. i thought he got just enough screen time where i was like okay cool because i feel yeah. like he's another one where everyone always says ant-man and ant-man and the wasp are filler movies and i don't necessarily think that 100 even though ant-man and the wasp was okay like i still didn't think I, I i feel like it fit in the timeline just the right amount to where it's yeah. not overpowering anything else but it's like okay this is a good movie like this is a solid movie I mean, perfect example is so the first Ant Man literally comes out after Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. and then Ant Man the Wasp literally comes out after Infinity War. So like right. Marvel, yes, it doesn't make the billion. Now, like I think Ant Man one made like five hundred million, which sounds small when you're making billions of dollars with Iron Man's right. and Captain America's. But I think that the movies are super integral because number one, two things for me. Number one, it brings everything back to a smaller scale, literally and figuratively. Like Iron, like mm. Iron Man's a small or uh, Ant Man's a small character, but it brings everything back to Earth. All his movies don't deal with world-ending disasters. It's more personal stakes. Mm-hmm. His first movie, he's fighting him, fighting uh, the, the yellow uh, jacket in his daughter's bedroom. You know, it's not a big <laughs> epic. They're not fighting in New York. Yeah. And then Ant Man and the Wasp. I mean, obviously, we got more information about the quantum realm. So I think personally. Those films fit perfectly, like you said, right into the timeline where we got to mm-hmm. we have these big Age of Ultron movies. We have Infinity War and then we bring it back to Earth with Ant-Man. So I, I, I appreciate that when they do that with this character. It, it brings it makes the audience feel like they're more a part of the uh, the cinematic experience because we have a person you can relate to as someone more earthbound. Yeah. And I'm 100 uh, percent appreciative. They did not include Michael Pena or T.I. in this film at all whatsoever. <laughs> Because even though they are part of the Ant-Man world and we got yeah. to see the Wasp being brought back, I'm glad those guys didn't show up just randomly. Just randomly. <laughs> that would have been up. too yeah. goofy. Yeah, that would have been yeah. a little too goofy. I so agree. um I agree. anything else before we jump to the main person that dies? Because that's something that I really want to want to talk about. Um only thing I could think of, again, just going back to a great callback. I don't know how you feel about Thor the Dark World, but I think that's probably one of my lower MCU films as far as just quality rewatchability. But I love how they, again, the Russo brothers do their homework. They know that it's not the most beloved film, but it's an important film because we go back to 2013 where Thor has that moment with his mom and Thor, Mm -hmm. we have the cameo from Natalie Portman, which, you know, I know it's well, it's well documented. She did not want to make another return in the MCU. It's just, I don't remember what the blood was. I just know she didn't have a good experience with the last 
Thor movie and she really didn't want to be a part of the MCU, but they were able to convince her to come back. So yeah. I love that moment that Thor shares with his mom. We obviously get some funny moments, but I think that was, what she tells him was, was a pretty powerful scene that, 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 uh, that, that message she had for. And she definitely knew that. I mean, well, once she found out, once she knew that it wasn't him or well, it was him, but it was him from the future and not the current yeah. time that they were in, which was like what, yeah. 2002, 2013, uh, 2013, 2013 is when Thor Dark World came out. Yeah. yeah. And she was accepting pretty much uh, without him saying it that, something's gonna happen mom like obviously something's yeah. gonna happen i thought that yeah. was pretty touching i mean he he could have i feel like he could have um tried to change those events but it was inevitable and she knew yeah. it was in- inevitable yep um yep. so i think was, i was pretty i was pretty uh you know uh accepting of that scene right there no, you know, I totally agree. Yeah, and, and Rocket's whole exchange in the beginning about toughening up pretty – he was straight – he was someone that's straight to the point, no no yeah, bars. Yeah, he was you know, about like, the mission. Yeah, he's trying to get his, his family back. He says it in the film. He lost no the only family pulled. he really had. Yeah. And yeah. also before I forget to uh, a scene going back to the uh, 2012 when the Avengers go back to New York. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Loki. Is is this the gateway into Loki's TV show? Because if you remember, he took the Tesseract and went into the. And we didn't um, get much after that. Yeah. 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 So I mean, is that is that the opening the door to his series that he's going to go? Because I think there's a synopsis for his show that he's going to be, if I'm not mistaken, his show is going to be based around him t- traveling through time mm. and changing different uh, different world changing events throughout time. So oh, really. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what the synopsis was, that he's going to be traveling time, which makes sense because that's what the Tesseract does. It allows you to mm-hmm. travel through time portals in space. So I think that that was a great way to, uh, again, a subtle way to show the next phase of the MCU, which is obviously the Disney Plus shows mix in with the TV or with the movies as well. Yeah, and I won't lie. Loki is one of my least favorite characters. Uh, really? Be- really? Yeah, b- besides um, Falcon. And we, I mean, we yeah. can get into that. I mean, if we want to talk about it, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know why. There's something about those characters that yeah. they well, for one for Loki, I know that he's betrayed Thor so many goddamn times. He needs <laughs> to just go. Like he just he's just <laughs> he's a thorn in my side, man. Like he just needs yeah. to go. I would not trust someone like that in real life. So that's what I'm saying. Right. Like I he just you. needs to go. I understand he's a, bro- a step uh, what, a stepbrother or whatever, not mm-hmm. blood brother, right? But yeah. uh, is he blood brother? No, I don't think he is. Uh, right. No, 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 because his, his, uh, he was born from the Frost family. He's just, yeah, this is adopted brother, as Thor says. He needs to go, man. You know, like Loki? <laughs> if they're going to kill off the sister that quick in Ragnarok, yeah. they need to kill off his ass. Like, movies He's a fan ago. favorite, man. He's a fan favorite. People love Tom Hiddleston. I don't know why. I mean, he's very clever and, and witty. Yeah. Very powerful <laughs> as well. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not taking any of that against him. It's just that yeah. – and I will watch this show for the fact that I want to see about, you know – I mean, of course, we're going to get a huge budget from Disney. But oh, yeah. um, he's just not a fan favorite for me. Okay. I got you, man. I yeah, got you. yeah. And, and, and once again, and it totally slipped my mind. I was going to say this before. Um, totally slipped my mind. But uh, yeah, Falcon. I mean, we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about him because he kind of yeah. has that, that last uh, scene before the ultimate uh, demise of Tony Stark. I didn't see that coming. Um, <laughs> I, made the, I, made, I made the mistake of posting all this. Hashtag don't spoil the end game, and right away uh-huh. someone spoiled it for me in the comments. So I'm like, fuck you, whatever. Oh, did they tell you was that the reveal that Cap uh, uh, retires? No, that uh, Iron Man dies. Oh, you, oh, you saw that was your yeah. someone spoiled so, that for you? Oh, yeah, man. dude, like three people, two people on oh, Instagram wow. and like one person on Twitter, and I'm like, I already saw it. Okay, so this yeah. was like a day before I <laughs> seen the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And my gut feeling, we always had – and you and I talked about it on the Us, the last yeah. podcast. who's going right? to go. You yeah. said Cap. I said Iron Man. 
Yep. Right? Or I said, yep. uh, I, somehow, I believe maybe they both could have sacrificed both, themselves. Both. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. And, and in kind of an instance, we were both right. I mean, something does happen with Cap. But, I mean, um, uh, Tony Stark does ultimately sacrifice himself by using um, the Infinity Gauntlet, does a snap, yep. and he destroys pretty much his body. I mean, we saw what it did to Bruce Banner. It nearly killed him as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, speaking of on a side note, how cool is that when Thor uh, brought back Tony with a with a with the hammer? Oh yeah, that was <laughs> such, again. I, I love that very whole cool. scene, that two and twelve moment. Yeah, it was so great. Yeah, yeah and, very- and also Thor. I mean, we we're talking about uh, Hulk. Are you a fan of uh, Hulk Banner or, or the, as they're calling them, Professor Banner? The Hulk Banner, Banner hybrid. Yeah. Uh, Are you a fan of he, how you he feel about look, it? He did look a bit weird. And, and, and now that I saw his face actually on screen on that this past Thursday, yeah. um, I remember seeing a toy that leaked. Like a – you yeah. know, and it showed him all on this uh, – I guess on the, the outer box of the toy. And yeah. I'm like – am I, yeah. I was looking at it and I'm like, why does Bruce Banner look so weird? Mm-hmm. I thought it was a, a bootleg or something that I don't know what it was, right? <laughs> and then we saw him on screen, and he looked like half banner, half uh, half, Hulk. Uh, half Hulk. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah. this is what it was. This is exactly what it yeah. was. After a while, my mind just kind of, you know, the visual just adjusted, and I kind of got accept, used to yeah. it a little more. But yes, ultimately, yes. you know, initially I was like, uh, I don't know what to think about this, but it was cool. Yeah, it was cool right. because it showed that he found a balance, and he was talking about he wasn't gonna gonna um pretty much just summon hulk when he mm-hmm. wanted to just smash it to, right yeah. yeah when he yeah he was gonna work with him and he became more zen like did you notice that he became more yeah, he level-headed. was more chill and more level-headed and i mean it's to. again <laughs> uh a story again the great kevin feige these were these were seeds that were planted mm-hmm. you know many uh films ago in the first avengers just the evolution of the hulk you know from yeah. avengers to age of ultron to thor ragnarok to the infinity war so it was uh, again going back to the ogs they they're they gave him an arc yeah. Which was, was great to see. And that's one thing, uh, watching your your um, non-spoiler review a couple of days ago, right away, and I totally forgot to do it. I always forget to do this, is mm-hmm. I always give credit to the stars, but right away you gave credit to Kevin Feige and the Russo brothers. I always forget about the people behind the camera, and we can't do that. I can't do that. Um, there was a lot of people. I mean, you saw the credits, man. There was a huge... Oh, yeah. Thousand, Seven minutes worth of credits. Yeah. So many yeah. people involved behind the scenes. And yeah, Kevin Feige, Russo Brothers did an awesome uh, job just putting this world together, tying it up. And and I saw, I think it was yesterday, that they're not going to be involved in any more uh, MCU projects. I, I Is that what it, it said? Was a, it was a post. Now, I, I uh, you know, obviously with posts, I, I don't know if I have to, I have to see them say it. I haven't seen them yeah. physically say it or because I, I did see a video before Endgame came out and they were just asking the Russos, like if you had a fantasy pick of what you would do next, you know, their their dream job was actually a uh, secret invasion or secret wars. So I think that there's okay. some way that they can get the Russo brothers back in MCU. Of course, if they want to. Uh, but I mean, if this is their last film, I mean, hell, they went out on a, on a, a home run. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know if you saw in my Instagram story, I did post off of someone's Marvel fan page, um, like a phase, yeah. a phase four of what it was. And it was exactly mm-hmm. what you just posted. They had a logo. I mean, these, these could all be fan made things. I don't think anything, right. uh, you know, in stone yet. Uh, yeah. but it did say, I think Marvel, uh, wars, Marvel something wars. You had Secret Wars. Is that what you said? Secret Wars. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I believe it was uh, was it was either Anthony or Joe, one of the brothers said that said their dream, their best mm-hmm. uh, Avengers storyline was Secret Wars, which essentially is just the the scrolls play a more integral part, where you find out that half of the Avengers are scrolls and uh, and oh, yeah. things like that. So I think that 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 is something that they can definitely handle. 
if the Marvel eventually, inevitably, the next big Avenger team-up movie is something where we find out uh, that half of the Avengers have been scrolls or yeah. some of our favorite characters have been scrolls. So that would be that, pretty cool. That, that would be intense. And you know yeah. what, Captain Marvel, uh, the whole <laughs> scroll element and, and scroll the scroll world uh, was yeah. a huge um, draw for me. I mean, that's what kept me entertained with that movie for the most part, I think. You know, mm-hmm. besides uh, seeing uh, Carol kind of explore her powers and just kind of evolving, you know, and then we see her go super saying at the end but i thought yeah. i thought the, the scrolls were huge it was very very interesting to me is what it was and i think mm-hmm. it's gonna sat- that would satisfy a lot of like sci-fi fans if not even if they're not marvel fans i mean just the sci-fi element of alone is is awesome right. so um before making this too long man i mean we're already yeah. you know coming up on an hour uh tony St- uh did I, did I just talk about tony stark's death yet well, no we didn't i mean we, re- not, we talked about it a little bit but little as far bit. as just the emotional uh, uh uh moment where we have pepper yeah you know i mean well first we have iron or uh, uh peter parker uh okay. and we have war machine and then we have that peter parker moment where it was the reverse right where in the infinity war we see iron man holding you know peter but now we see peter doing the reverse with him totally and that was a yeah, powerful moment and then I love, you know, with Pepper. And that's where I literally, I did not care. I was sobbing at that moment because I remember it goes back to when Pepper and Tony had the, the scene at at, uh, at their lake house or whatever mm-hmm. where Tony said, hey, I can just put all this away. I don't have to figure this time machine out. And she says, yeah, you'll be able to do that, but will you be able to rest? Mm-hmm. And then we go back to that moment where she tells Tony, you can, you can rest, rest now. Yeah. That, I, I lost it, man. I'm not going to lie. You know, I literally great. lost because it's such a great callback. And they played the scene so well. And just seeing the decay in Tony's eyes and he just – He really he looked like think, he was dying. He really looked like he was yeah, like feeling he, the death coming on. I don't know if – and this is, might be my – this might be a hot take. But I personally prefer Iron Man in the Avengers films more than I do his own solo movies. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I love him in the Iron Man 1, 2, and 3. But I feel like he just has – he just brings the team together and the energy that he brings in the Avenger film. And I personally think – this was his best performance as Iron Man. Oh, like, definitely. Through and through, yeah. He works well with others as far as, you know, being a leader, um, being yeah. more of the uh, the logical one, especially when we see Captain America kind of giving those <laughs> those speeches. And you even see uh, yeah. uh, Ant-Man giving, he goes, man, this guy gave a great speech. <laughs> right. <laughs> because <laughs> as you keep watching, I mean, throughout the Captain America movies, he is uh, definitely fits that characteristic of someone that – has the leadership potential, just gives those epic speeches, right? Yeah. Whereas yeah. Iron Man is like, okay, let's just get to the meat of it. Like, this is, th- we need to get my, this, doom, 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 boom, 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 to get to where we need to get, you know? No speeches, lines, let's just do it. Yeah, one of my favorite lines still in the MCU is it goes back to the first Avengers uh, when Thor takes Loki and, and the uh, Quinjet mm-hmm. and uh, Captain America says, what, are, what is our p- plan of attack? And Iron Man says, attack. So, I mean, I just love yeah. the moments like that with Iron Man. He's such a great character. And I, uh, it's, it's sad to see him go, man. That was, it was, that was an emotional moment. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was tough. I knew eventually, um, especially when, when Thanos was just beating him down. Uh, yeah. he was beating him apart. I mean, his suit was coming apart. Uh, I was like, this is, this is it. This is what they yeah. leaked it. This is what they leaked. And, and I, and I was accepting of it, you know, whether he, uh, either died by the hand, hands of Thanos or if he just sacrificed himself by, you know, doing the snap, I'm totally mm-hmm. fine with it. In this moment, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm yeah. excited. So it's, it's a bittersweet moment, right? So, oh, I mean, definitely. we, we close a chapter of some of our favorite uh, Avengers, but then, I mean, literally, man, the possibilities are endless. Because, I mean, yeah, what do we do now? We, I mean, we talked about there's a five-year gap between, mm-hmm. you know, Infinity War and then Endgame. What happened in those five years? What all took place within that time? And then you yeah. mentioned earlier about Black Widow. Is it a prequel or is it, 
Is it uh, Hawk, Hawkeye and Bruce Banner maybe trying to find the soul, the, the soul stone to find that and bring her back? I mean, we, there's so many doors that could be open. I feel what like happened? if they were to bring her, I feel like if they were to bring her back like that, it, it would just be a Is little bit a too much. Out? Yeah, Is a little it? bit too much of a. I would much rather see an origin story. I'm not gonna lie, an origin okay. kind of okay. her, um, almost like a Red Sparrow, Atomic Blonde type of movie, because that's what I feel like it's. It would have to go. So I guess my question, because I totally agree with you, but I, and I think Marvel has said this, is they wanted to continue to do solo movies and then yeah. eventually build up to the Avengers. But does it mean that we're just going to get a one-off with uh, Romanoff? It's just going to be one film. There's no franchise. Or are they going to introduce a new Black Widow potentially? Because I know they cast it. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's her name? Florence Pugh. I don't know if you saw Fighting With My Family, uh, the, oh, yeah. the WWE Page movie. I, they cast her as a, as a villainous role. I don't know if she's going to take on the mantle black widow but i mean we'll see man uh it's coming out what in 2020 or 2021 so oh wow yeah i, I feel like with her in particular yeah uh, they could have one solo movie and that's fine either uh if they just kind of lead off to okay you're here's shield or here's avengers yeah. like okay th th this is it um just for the fact that she's been in so many avengers movies the reason sure. why that doesn't work with like a black panther is because they're so new and we've only seen them in a couple of other movies you know what right. I mean? Civil War, right. uh, uh, um, Infinity War. <laughs> Sorry, Infinity Drew Black. War, yeah. um, so I think that's fine with the newer characters, but since she's yeah. been, since you know we've seen she's her been around for a yes, while, I, I would be I would be totally fine with just a one and done movie. And I've always been someone that's been fighting for like a Scarlet Witch movie before seeing her, mm -hmm. just for the fact that I like the superhero uh, uh, factor and the fact that she doesn't have any superpowers to me. Yeah. And it's, weird. and it's weird that I say that because Punisher is like one of my favorite superheroes and he has no powers whatsoever. <laughs> right. He's just <laughs> so like a, a, being a, very a contradictory. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. I hear yeah. you. So, so, I mean, uh, also on a side note, um, it, on War Machine's suit, I saw that it was not the typical gray in the final scene. Was that it? Was that the Iron Patriot suit or was that, I, a, was that an altered I, suit or something? Again, that third act was just uh, uh just hit me like a, there was a bag lot going of bricks. On, yeah. So yeah, I'll have to look at that again. I can't remember. I know it was like a more beefed up suit. Yeah. Uh, it might have been a callback to his war or his uh, um, iron uh, uh, suit. I can't remember now. I'm gonna have to give it a second watch to see what he what he was decked I, out. I, because I did notice it um, when when mm -hmm. Don Cheeto kind of leaned in and, mm -hmm. uh, and and was talking to him before Pepper Potts kind of stepped in and his suit yep. was was uh, red and blue but it but it looked it didn't look as bright as it did in uh was it Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 3 I oh, think is when he introduced it yeah when he oh. was protecting the president it, it did look a little faded or dull like it might have been maybe another suit a prototype suit mm -hmm. or something a little different but I but I did definitely notice it when he kind of leaned in it was not the typical silver uh silver gray suit Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So that was a little different. Um, I mean, obviously, in that moment, we saw that that was kind of a passing of the torch to him and Pepper Potts, as mm -hmm. well as uh, when we get to see older Captain America, which I thought was beautiful. I thought the fact that he stayed in 1950 or 60. It probably would have been the 50s, I want to say. Yeah. yeah, I believe that he went back to that timeline and, and mm -hmm. spent the rest of his days with uh, Peggy Carter. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought that was great that the fact because in my mind, I was thinking, OK, what if one of the MCU members does stay like when, uh, mm -hmm. you know, what, once they showed that whole Thor scene, I was yeah. like, what if he just stays or what if he alters he time stays. somehow? And then mm -hmm. we see that Cap does stay. I thought it was yeah. great. We see an older Cap and then he obviously passes it to Falcon. Uh, what are yeah. your thoughts on him passing the shield to Falcon? 
Uh, I mean, a very, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, a call back to the comics as, you know, Sam uh, is uh, um, uh, Captain America for a while. But I was, I honestly thought for a split second when Cam, when Sam says to Cap, you know, this doesn't feel like it's mine. I thought he was going to maybe throw it to Bucky. And Bucky <laughs> was going to be, you know, Captain America. But you know, I think Bucky gets the leftovers. Here you go, buddy. We'll get the, yeah. I mean, my only fear, and, and this is no disrespect to Anthony Mackie because I like him as an actor, but I, I don't know if he's a leading man as this. It sounds kind that's of rude I, to say. No, that's, that's what I feel, 100%. I just don't know if he can lead a franchise. So I think, again, Disney's so smart that these Disney Plus shows are going to be the next evolution of the MCU in a sense where we're going to learn a lot about Bucky and Falcon and see what the ramification is of him becoming, you know, uh, a Captain America. Is Bucky going to take the mantle or, mm-hmm. you know, some way? I don't I don't know. It's, again, there's just the door has just been open. The floodgates are open where the possibilities are endless. Yeah. But I, I just don't know how I feel about, you know, Anthony Mackie portraying the persona of Captain America. I just don't see him as a leading man. But again, Marvel, they 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 they, they, they seem to know what they're doing. So but then again, on the flip side of the coin, um, do we see Bucky as a leading man? Uh, Sebastian. So, I mean, the 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 uh, I believe he he auditioned to play Captain America originally. Obviously, mm-hmm. perfect casting was Chris Evans, but I think he has the flexibility. I think he has the acting chops. One of my, you know, still to date, my favorite, one of my favorite MCU films is Winter Soldier, and I just love his portrayal as Winter Soldier. He's the Terminator in that film, so Definitely. I think he has the. And, and also, I don't know if you've seen some of his other work, like uh, uh, Tanya, I Tanya, and a couple other projects he's done. He's yeah. a great actor. He's a really good actor. So That's I think he has the the chopping of it, the the acting chops but again like you just said we're just so used to seeing chris evans embody this character and i think you know if we rewind the hand of time and go back to chris evans being cast as captain america we would we we all had questions like oh the the, uh you know human torch and he already (laughs) he was already you know not a good superhero but i mean they changed our minds then and now chris evans is my favorite avenger so i mean if if they were able to pull that off, you know, they're, they're, they're able to make Sebastian Stan or Anthony Mackie maybe be the next leading man in the MCU. Who knows? Yeah. I just felt that uh, in my heart when I was watching that, I felt like Bucky should have been passed the torch just for the fact that even though they are two men, I mean, Falcon yeah. and, and Falcon and Bucky, they are yeah. men, essentially just men, no superpowers. Uh, I mean, Bucky has the, the arm from Wakanda now with the Wakanda technology. Um, vibranium, correct? I mean, yeah, I mean Bucky Black too. He's a. Uh, I mean Bucky has the super serum, the super soldier serum in him from uh, his Hydra days. Oh, that's that. Oh, you're right. You're totally. So he is. I'm already yeah. forgetting this. So okay, so he does have that. So it's it's more of like a super strength type of deal, right? Like kind right, of Cap, he has Cap the has. Same, yeah, that's why he can go toe to toe with Captain okay. America in the scene from Winter Soldier because he has the super serum in his uh, in he, his veins, just like even, that. Yeah, even more of a reason to to throw the. To make to him, him cap, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. But no, I mean, I think he will do a good job. And like I said, I, he has to grow on me. I've only seen him in a, a Anthony Mackie in a – I've seen him in a couple movies, but it, it is yeah. more of like the side role. I actually saw him in um, – did you did you catch, uh, catch Miss Bala? It was more of a of – a, I didn't get to. I wanted to. Uh, yeah. uh, Gina Rodriguez, right? Yeah. Um, he does play yeah. a role in that. He does play um, someone on the side. And mm-hmm. he kind of like – no, I'm gonna get shit for this, but yeah. it reminds me of a Will Smith character. Uh, did you did you see my uh, uh, yes Gemini uh, Man thing? Gemini Man, man, you okay. hurt you, you you broke my heart, man. I'm a big Will's. That's my guy. I grew up on Will. I grew up yeah. on Will Smith, Fresh Prince, yeah. all the music and stuff like that. And even yeah. the, even the first couple of movies, I absolutely loved them. Even the goofy yeah. ones, but like. I feel like he peaked at a certain point, and then he just became Will Smith. The the 
I don't know, man. It's just no, I, I'm, I'm I just messing. I totally. Get I don't feel the stretch. I don't feel the stretch yeah. of like, dude. You can like you're in a position where you can ask for literally any role you want. You can tell your yeah. agent, I want this, I want this, I want that. Yeah, but I, I don't feel like his heart isn't pushing it one thousand percent. You know what I mean? But then, I mean, I'm not just discrediting him. A lot of actors yeah. do that back and yeah. forth. But I yeah. feel like that. I feel like Anthony Mackie is just Anthony Mackie. Like I haven't seen him. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I haven't seen him spike in certain movies. I just feel no, like I he has that certain uh, uh, that temperature of just kind of lukewarm. So he's he's gonna really yeah. have to bring it for me. Like yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, um, perfect example is uh, Michael B. Jordan. Right out mm-hmm. the gate, when I saw him in Fruitvale uh, Station. I knew he was going to be a star. I knew it. I agree. I absolutely yeah. – and he, and he kept that momentum. Yeah, so, I agree. So there's newcomers that have to really grab me, especially if you're going to throw them in a, in a, in a, in a superhero role. You got to wow me, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. So I guess another thing too that Marvel could do, again, this is – you know, they're continuing Captain America's story on this streaming platform, mm-hmm. you know, with the Disney Plus. So maybe it's just – Maybe he'll really shine because he'll have that, you know, that we'll have eight episodes or 10 episodes with Anthony Mackie and he'll, you know, maybe he'll grow on us. I don't think that we'll, obviously, I think they're going to take these characters from the TV and integrate them in the movies, but maybe they don't. Maybe they pull back and we see, you know, Bucky and Falcon and uh, uh, Wanda and Vision and all the other shows they name. They're going to have their shows, but then we're going to focus on the movies with Captain America or Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, uh, Spider-Man and, you know, keep it movies tv and then every now and then they qual- they cross lines so yeah you know maybe after eight episodes maybe our tone's going to change when we see anthony mackie really bring uh, his a game on the on an eight hour platform on the streaming service right and i, and I am so, uh looking forward to disney plus and i know like I, I don't i don't watch um i mean you're someone that watches a lot of tv shows a lot of tv series um yeah streaming online I don't watch too many. I mean, you're more versed in that world, but I definitely want to give these a chance just for the fact that it's characters that I already kind of know. Right. So right. Um, I definitely want to take a chance. And I think they're going to do a good job. I mean, as long as we get good writers, good directors behind them, yeah. uh, producers and whatnot, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be a, a pretty solid, uh, you know, venture for, I, for Disney to do. I totally agree. I mean, and number one, the reason they have my money, number one is six ninety nine. It's like the, the highway robbery. But I mean, <laughs> right? Kevin Feige, he's going to be involved. So I mean, with okay. the, I love the Punisher, like you said. I love Daredevil, the Netflix shows. I haven't really do- dove into the ABC, Agents of Shield, and Inhumans. Mm-hmm. But you know, Kevin Feige, he was not a part of those those TV programs. So now he said that he's going to be intricately involved in the Disney Plus. So if he's if his hands are in the mix, I know he's going to turn out good. So I, I have all the faith that these uh, WandaVision, Bucky and Falcon, Loki, the Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye show, he's going to be uh, you know, mini movies on the small screen. Most definitely. Okay, yeah. so now it's been a couple of days to let yep. Endgame sink in. You said you had yeah. a, you had you said you had a score of uh, four point eight out of five. Four point eight out of five. Yes. Okay, yep. and I gave it a, a solid ten out of ten. Now, so now, 10, yeah. now, do you does your score go down or go up after kind of letting it sink in a couple of days? So I definitely, so I'm going to see it again on Tuesday, but then just thinking, you know, after doing my review, watching your review, uh, and reading, you know, other people's thoughts and the more I'm thinking about it and I write my notes and all this stuff, I, I my score has went up because those plot. Mm. So my problems walk out of the film, I think I already mentioned, but the time travel rules kind of was just like, cause the biggest thing for me was you just mentioned it, you know, Captain America goes back in time. Well, him going back in time, staying there, wouldn't that affect all the events from Peggy Carter? Is she going to be a founding member of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Is she going to ever have the kids that she had? So, like, 
that didn't make sense to me. But then I go back, I, I, everything I had a problem with, I go back and say, okay, well, time travel mixed in with quantum realm elements. Maybe that can happen. Because again, I think their whole thing in comic books is there's multiple dimensions, there's multiple timelines. So even though he stayed in that timeline, doesn't mean that it affected our current timeline. So I kind of filled that blank in. Right. Um, you know, I thought about the Thor thing, you know, I thought that they were, they went a little bit too comedic with him being, you know, overweight and this kind of, but it makes sense because Thor is, he's been playing Thor for the last nine years. He has to switch it up. He's, he's been the God of thunder. He's been the strongest Avenger. He's been the, you know, the, 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 the one of the best Avengers, but they had to bring him down. He lost his mom, his dad, Loki's yeah. gone. His sister's gone. He lost his hammer. So they have to switch it up. So I love that. And now that we're going to maybe get him with the Guardians, that is just my most anticipated film in the MCU right now is Guardians 3. Because I oh, cannot yeah. wait to see the banter between him and Peter Quill. That was such a great scene. Oh, that so, was I, you know, amazing. That, was, that <clears throat> was so great, man. I cannot wait to see their back and forth. So all the little problems I had walking out of the film, I've now addressed those. And I'm definitely going to probably address them when I see it the second time. So I'm going up right there with you, man. 10 out of 10, 5 okay. out of 5. Um, you know, it has his plot, it has his plot holes that I think every movie has. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we talked about some of our favorite characters that we thought should have got a little bit more shine, Captain Marvel, Black Panther. But I think again, this was just, this was the OGs, you know, they mm -hmm. had to give Captain America cause he, he didn't have a lot to do in Infinity War. Honestly, he's my favorite Avenger, but they gave Cap more to do. They gave Iron Man a good send off. Black Widow closed the gate. Well, so, mm -hmm. um, I, I, I love it, man. It's, I still think. I've seen Infinity War so many times. <laughs> I still think that's my number one right now. But Endgame is not too far from it. Yeah. And just for all those facts that you pretty much mentioned, um, yeah. I got to kind of go the opposite and lower my score a little bit. Oh, okay. Just a okay. very just a very little bit, maybe like a 9 yeah. point. I only do have, so like a 9.5 out of 10. 9.5, okay. Uh, just for the fact that I do believe that those plot points – I mean, I was going in it as a fanboy, just enjoying the excitement that was being thrown at me. And I didn't think about it too much in the moment. Right. I didn't want to overthink it because yeah. I tend to do that. When I watch movies, I think of how am I going to write this in a note form? How am I going to talk about it in a review instead of just yeah. enjoying the movie because I know I'm going to miss something, right? Right. Your mind just starts to wander. So – I think kind of talking about it now with you and just letting it all sink in, those mm -hmm. plot points, the too much comedy in my personal opinion, just a little too much for an Avengers film. That's fine for a Thor movie, but too mm -hmm. much, I thought, for an Avengers film, that's what kind of drops it down a little bit for me. And of yeah. course, you know, the new character is not getting enough shine. I mean, I know if they would have, it would have been like a three and a half hour movie. Right, right. But um yeah, I might have to drop it down to a 9.5 because Infinity War is up there for sure. I think yeah. I think they're leveled when it comes to me. Uh, I mean, I have seen Infinity War a couple more times, obviously. When I see yeah. Endgame a couple more times, I think they'll be balanced. It's definitely Balance, yeah. uh, um, a two-pack. You know, I mean, if you go yeah, in, it's, uh, yeah. it's, to those yeah. that have not seen Avengers, by the way, at all, wait for a two-pack to come out. You guys are going to enjoy <laughs> these two movies. Uh, they're definitely solid classic movies. Six five and a half hours worth oh, yeah. of uh, Avengers storylines, yeah. Easily binge it. I mean, you guys could do it, yeah. you know. But um, I mean, yeah, man, that's all I had for the notes. I mean, we went extensive. We're already over an hour. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on Avengers Endgame 2019? No, I th it lived up to the hype. Uh, I think that again, when we look back at this film, 10, 15, 20 years from now, what Marvel, what Kevin Feige, with the Russo brothers, with these, uh, what the cast was able to do was to culminate. 21 films or 22 films mm -hmm. over 10 years and be able to 
closed the chapter. It was essentially a sequel to all the movies leading up to it, on top of being a sequel to Infinity War. Again, I think it's going to be something that's going to go down as history as one of the most biggest accomplishments in cinema history in cinematic history what yeah. they were able to accomplish uh not not only quality wise um yeah. money, money wise i mean you're seeing the by the way uh what yeah. were, i didn't see your predictions for this past weekend what were your predictions at opening so i have i don't normally like to boast about my predictions and this that the other but i have been saying it for a year that avengers infinity War, or endgame will make 300 million okay last time i checked there was some article i read earlier this morning it's it's looking like it might be 330 to 350 50 million dollars domestically and a billion dollars worldwide and that's what i said on my uh spoiler free review i believe that i I had initially said 280 yeah um but i mean what was it like 65 or something on on, on thursday and then yesterday was like 169 or something i was like holy shit okay this number is growing so in my spoiler free review i did say 330 million that's crazy that you say that we're definitely gonna get those numbers i think worldwide we're over 600 million right it is. I think so. Last time I, I, I checked, I think that's it, what someone which, uh, on Instagram had posted. I was like, "This is going to be mega." Like, I, gonna, do you think it's going to get Avatar numbers? Two point seven billion, which is an, it's still ridiculous. That I still can't believe Avatar made that but, much. Okay, money. that's not another side thing I want to talk to you about. How long yeah. did it take Avatar to reach that number? I know it's an overall number, but how? Like, when do we stop that cap of like? So you, you can't really I, stop I, it, right. Yeah, well, so I think so. Two things. So I think number one, in two thousand nine, I think you were able to number number one, movies were able to be in the theaters a lot longer. I think that okay. Avatar was in the theater for like six months. Your your movies are now in the theater for ninety, hundred and twenty yes. days. So that that cuts it months in advance. Plus, Avatar. I think a lot of people forget that Avatar sold itself on the technology, and you had to see it in three D. So what does that mean? Your tickets went from $9 to maybe $16, $17 to see a 3D movie, and people saw it multiple times. So yeah. I think Avatar is something like an anomaly. I don't think even Avengers Endgame, I don't think is going to crack that 2.7 because, again, inflation, it's in the middle of the summer. Avatar came. I mean, you look at the three, I believe last time I checked, it's Avatar, Titanic, and uh, Star Wars Force Awakens. Force Awakens. If you look yeah. at those movies – all those movies came out in December. None of them came out in the That's summertime. True. We know we got Lion King, we got Spider Man, we got all these Disney movies. I think it's going to be. I don't think there's ever going to be another movie that's going to crack two point seven billion dollars. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, in my heart, I would love to say yes, it's going to crack oh, yeah. that, um, especially too, especially the momentum that we're getting. Yeah. Um, but you're totally right with the three D thing. I was actually someone personally that saw Avatar, maybe like. I'm no no lie, like six times in theaters and mm-hmm. one and one time 3D. And I hate 3D. And I, so the fact that I spent money to see it, yeah, um, that movie was designed for 3D. I mean, even though they're doing 3D now, still like they had you right. know Endgame for with 3D. I feel yep. like I feel like people are only going to see that because they couldn't get tickets to other showings. To the 2D but or the regular not, IMAX. Yeah. yeah, it's not detrimental to see it in 3D. So I think we're going to get right. low sales on that. It's not going to be the equivalent of what Avatar was meant yep. to be watched, pretty much in everything kind of flying at you yeah yeah Yeah. so um i do believe it's going to hit under two bill but very very Mm -hmm. shy maybe like a 1.9 oh so you think it's going to come in actually lower than uh infinity war i I I think think infinity war was like two billion okay i think it might come a little shy of that just for and 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 some guy and i were talking about on instagram the time factor and i had I, I had kind of defended that me personally, watching it after you know after the one watch, it didn't feel like three hours for me. I don't know how. It felt. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah I agree. With you. So I feel like the general audience um, 
But this is once they initially buy the ticket, I don't feel like it's going to be a three-hour movie. But people that don't know anything about superhero movies, mm-hmm. once they see that timestamp of three hours, I think mm-hmm. I think that could be a de- deciding factor of them even purchasing a ticket. Sure. So they I might agree. predetermine right away that they're not going to see it just based on the runtime. So okay. I think because of that, you're not going to get those Avatar butts in the seats. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, I guess so. Two things to I guess to to to, to play devil's advocate. So um, we live in a FOMO universe, right? A FOMO mm-hmm. environment where people don't want to miss anything. You know, Very I know true. you don't. I know you don't. I know you don't watch Game of Thrones, which is still so crazy to me. And we got the biggest <laughs> episode of Game of Thrones tomorrow. But with Avengers Endgame, I, I think people will want to go see this film, even if they just, haven't seen because, previous yeah. films, just because they it's the thing, the cool thing oh, to, yeah. to do. And then plus the, the other thing you mentioned with the uh, the runtime is. Um, I don't think there's any – there hasn't been a movie there that done this, I don't think, ever. But AMC is exclusively running Avengers Endgame this weekend, 72 hours straight. Hours. Yeah, so that I was, gives you two I was o'clock someone, showings, three o'clock, yeah. I was someone that was looking it up on my phone trying to catch yeah. the next showing, and that's where I saw all those 2 a.m., yep. 6 a.m. showings. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I looked it up, and yep. then I did see that 72-hour uh, uh, thing they have going on. Now, yeah. is this only in AMCs, or is it participating I think it was, theaters? I thought it was just AMC that, that said that they were going to do that uh, uh-huh. for the fans, for Avengers. I don't think there's you know Regal or uh, uh, Cinemark and all that. I don't know if they're doing that, too, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's just exclusively AMC. So, yeah, uh, and that's still crazy. And that's another thing, too, that has me thinking like, well, with all those additional showings uh, being placed, uh, you know, at the later times, could yeah. this possibly hit that number, you know, that 2.7 yeah. or even that second uh, mark, which what was Titanic, like 2.1 or something, I think. It was uh, yeah, lower. it was like two. Yeah, it was in a little. Yeah, two point one. Yeah, I think that's. So then what was Force Awakens? That was number three in the third. So spot? if I'm not mistaken, it's two point seven. Uh, 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 Titanic 2.1. I think uh, Force Awakens was like two, two, you know, two, right above like two. lower two. Yeah, and then it okay. was like Avengers: Infinity War was like a little under that at two billion, and I can't remember what the fifth was. So, okay, I, I personally think it could. It, I think it'll exceed Infinity War. Um, I think it could definitely probably pass, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, Star Wars. But as mm. far as Titanic numbers and, uh, and Avatar. I, that's a tough that's a tough order that is a tough one too yeah. and it's funny because i <laughs> i don't know if you see this podcast i watched the h3 podcast have you heard of those guys h3 who was it h3 h3, H3. That sounds so familiar yeah yeah they 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 um you should check them out they're really funny they just kind of like um almost like a pewdiepie they just like talk about like random viral videos oh. and stuff and oh. one of their first things they were talking about they had their latest podcast yesterday they were talking about the Avengers Endgame review and they're not someone that watches movies at all so they just kind of like just gave give everything bad reviews right but right. that was the first thing they said they go I don't understand the fandom with Avatar it's not even a good movie <laughs> I mean <laughs> it's, it it's so true much. man no one's talking no one's talking about Avatar anymore I mean it's literally no I mean I'm a James Cameron fanatic and mm-hmm. he always he's the guy that breaks the mold I mean number 1 and 2 of all time I mean that the, the man's resume speaks for itself uh, aliens and you know T two so T2, for sure my um, favorite. I, it's just crazy that the big the the most popular or the most grossing movie of all time is probably the most least talked about film at that caliber you know no one's especially you know, I, especially now because I feel like it uh, back then it was so uh, ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and the subject matter was so different. It just yeah. it just boomed. But right. we talk about it now in the last couple of years. We're like, Avatar wasn't that great. It had elements mm-hmm. of like Pocahontas and like Pocahontas, this and that and yeah. like different things. Right. But I think yep. it's still an overall well, 
well, you know, produced movie and put together right. a movie. Right. But if you would have told me that that would have been the highest grossing, I wouldn't have believed it. I would All not time. have believed it. Same here, man. No way. So, I mean, that begs the question, not to derail uh, our, our, you know, the in-game uh, box office, but will Avatar 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, what are those going to do? Are those going to break records or? I don't see. And that goes again. Like, is this made for a, for a newer, like, is the newer audience going to gr- grab this? Right. Like they did the original. I, I don't know. I mean, Disney uh, is technically is, is Disney's property now, right? So, I mean, you, they're going to have all the marketing in the world because it's yeah. Disney now. So, yeah, we'll see next December. So, I wonder if uh, if they do hit $2 billion with Endgame, if they yeah. if they made back what they put in. Because I, I had heard something about, I think when they were coming, when they were talking about Alita Battle Angel, which I, mm-hmm. a very, very controversial as far as like people love it, people hate it. I absolutely loved it. I'm going to pick it up. I thought it was visually amazing. Yeah, but they I've, said for that movie to break even, it would have to make something like five hundred million, and I think it only made like two hundred or, or no, with like in the two or three hundred million, right. right? For it to mm-hmm. actually break even, oh, to break even and make a sequel, it had to hit like four or four hundred or five hundred million, right? For for them to even consider a sequel, right? Right, right. So with a five hundred million dollar budget, uh, what does Endgame have to uh, break? Um, I, I would well, have I mean, to think one point five at least, Bill. Which I think they will, yeah. Which I think they will, and then plus I think because yeah. Uh, yeah, it was the uh, five hundred million for Endgame and Infinity War. So if you mm. take, I mean, in, Infinity War already made two billion itself, and then if you make another, you know, let's just say on the conservative side, one point eight billion, I, I think that's pretty they successful for those two movies. Yeah, yeah. And and this one, I mean, like we talked about before, um, had the most MC, like even with the cameos and stuff that I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my life. Like, I, I don't, yep. nothing can top this. <laughs> nothing yep. can definitely top it. So I was just, no. I was satisfied through and through. Like I said, I dropped my score down just a little bit. It's still just a classic a bit, yeah. in there. Uh, definitely, um, Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame are my favorite in the Avengers series for sure. Oh yeah, without a doubt. They, they got without better. Without a doubt. They yeah. got better with time, and it's probably definitely in my top three. I think. I don't know which one I like more. I have to go. I have to watch Endgame a couple more times to throw it in my top three. You know. Yeah. Definitely, man. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for joining me again, Ellie. It's not going to be the last time, I'm sure. For sure, man. I, mean, I appreciate a, you. We have a lot of summer movies, man, coming up. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. Talking about us, talking about Endgame, yep. and I would love to be back on, man, and talk about uh, the next big uh, blockbuster. Which, by the way, totally side note, but did your theater show uh, the the scene from Godzilla, King of uh, Monsters? Um, the trailer, the trailer, like they had a scene. Did they play the scene for, did you see it in IMAX? Uh, no, no, no. I just saw it in standard. Um, they just showed the regular, um, the newest trailer, the newest <laughs> final trailer. So I saw it in IMAX and they showed us a, a full scene of, full of uh, Godzilla. I, I can't wait. Really? I cannot wait for this film, man. The scene was epic. I, I, you could probably find it online. Uh, okay. It is that that is something I would definitely love to maybe talk about. Uh, you okay. know, as far as uh, coming back on, I, I can't wait for that. That's my next big film that I'm excited for. And I was so torn with, and I got torn apart in the comments, by the way, for this final trailer. Is that I know this movie is going to be visually awesome. I just mm-hmm. I just see it going like a Pacific Rim two route where mm-hmm. there's so many things thrown at you, almost like a like a later Transformer movie, where <laughs> it's not ultimately great. Um, and that and then I started talking about the whole fandom of of because my whole thing is I love Godzilla, but does yeah. do the the teens and twenty something year olds love Godzilla? I don't know. 
No. See, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Does it hold weight? And and then the whole way he looks, they haven't evolved on his look too much. Right. Right. Um, I don't know if you caught Shin Godzilla. That's a Japanese release that came out a couple years ago. No, I haven't. No. He did look very similar to that Godzilla. So okay. he looked more of traditional, um, even though it yeah. was CGI. Um, a lot of the zoom out shots look like it look like the body motion was a little more realistic in real time because i think that was the whole thing was when he used to move it used to di- it didn't look fluid it didn't look it real didn't look enough fl- i yeah. mean you're you're scaling something that's what like 100 feet up in the air yeah so the motion of it is going to be very difficult i think to reproduce to make it look like a real life setting right. i'm hoping that this movie does well i'm hoping the movie is overall well put together yeah. millie bobby brown not too thrilled i'm more thrilled about the 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 uh, vera farmiga uh being in it Oh yeah, I love her, man. She's I, awesome. I, I do love her. Uh, some of the side cast, uh, Ice Cube, son, man. Nah, uh, yeah, O'Shea Jackson. Uh, yeah, uh, Kyle Kyle Chandler. So, so uh, to me, yeah. that that's following the recipe of a movie that we don't care about. I mean, because you're throwing mm-hmm. in a bunch of characters that aren't a list celebrities. So it's just like you got Vera Farmiga. That's it. Like, we're the big name actors. I mean, besides I Millie Bobby Brown, <laughs> you know, right, right, which is a TV actress. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so to me, that just shows me that they're going to the main focus is going to be Godzilla and all these creatures just crashing together. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, people could take we'll that see. as they will. Fingers crossed, I, I will fingers see it crossed. though. I will see it yeah, though. Yeah. yeah, and we could definitely talk it here on this podcast, man. For sure, man. For sure. So, yeah, we'll just let it go with that and make sure you guys are following our social medias. I'm on YouTube at Flix Talk. Um you guys, I'm going to link all of Elliot's stuff because you have an arsenal of places that you're at. So you're not only on the typical like Instagram and Twitter uh, and YouTube, you're on like uh, uh what is it the the Stardust? Star- Stardust, yeah, Stardust yeah, Stardust as well and yeah couple other couple other platforms so i'm gonna put all that information down below as well and and yeah man it was great talking with you same here man i can't wait to be back and uh we we made it out of the end game man <laughs> we made it out we survived the snap and shit this podcast was almost as long as a movie <laughs> <laughs> so we'll end it on that note guys thank you so much for tuning in make sure you guys are following like i said on our social medias and hit that subscribe and like button if you guys did like this podcast and video all right guys till next time i'm gone peace